As a believer, reading God's Word is a critical part of your daily spiritual journey. And because it's so important, we've created a unique new resource to help you immerse yourself in biblical truth and open your eyes to all God's Word has for you. It's a free PDF download called The Word One-to-One that takes you on a guided journey through John chapter one. With biblical text and short commentary, each page provides insights that will strengthen your faith in an easy to read guided format. There's truly no other resource like this. Download your free PDF copy today at premierinsight.org forward slash resources. That's premierinsight.org forward slash resources. Hello friends, I'm Rick Warren and welcome to Spurgeon's Sermons. This is the official podcast brought to you by Premier and Spurgeon's College. You know, the teachings of Charles Spurgeon have had a personal impact on my life in a profound way and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. So get ready to be challenged, equipped and guided by Charles Spurgeon who is universally regarded as the greatest English preacher in the history of the church. Silver Sockets, or Redemption, the Foundation, a sermon by Charles Spurgeon, part one. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, When thou takest the sum of the children of Israel after their number, then shall they give every man a ransom for his soul unto the Lord when thou numberest them, that there be no plague among them when thou numberest them. This they shall give every one that passeth among them that are numbered half a shekel after the shekel of the sanctuary. A shekel is twenty gerahs. And half shekel shall be the offering of the Lord. Every one that passeth among them that are numbered from twenty years old and above shall give an offering unto the Lord. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel when they give an offering unto the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. And thou shalt take the atonement money of the children of Israel and shall appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, that it may be a memorial unto the children of Israel before the Lord to make an atonement for your souls. Exodus chapter 30 Verses 11 to 16. A becker for every man, that is, half a shekel, after the shekel of the sanctuary, for everyone that went to be numbered, from twenty years old and upward, for six hundred and three thousand and five hundred and fifty men. And of the hundred talents of silver were cast the sockets of the sanctuary, and the sockets of the veil an hundred sockets of the hundred talents, a talent for a socket. Exodus chapter 38, verses 26 to 27. Will you kindly first open your Bibles at Exodus chapter 30? For I must commence my discourse by expounding that passage. When the account was taken of the number of the children of Israel, the Lord commanded that every male over twenty years of age should pay half a shekel as redemption money, confessing that he deserved to die, owning that he was in debt to God, and bringing the sum demanded as a type 
of a great redemption which would, by and by, be paid for the souls of the sons of men. The truth was thus taught, that God's people are a redeemed people. They are elsewhere called the redeemed of the Lord. If men reject the redemption which he ordains, then are they not his people? For of all his chosen it may be said, The Lord hath redeemed Jacob, and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Whenever we attempt to number up the people of God, it is absolutely needful that we count only those who at least profess to have brought the redemption price in their hands, and so to have taken part in the atonement of Christ Jesus. David, when he numbered the people, did not gather from them the redemption money, and hence a plague broke out amongst them. He had failed in obedience to the Lord's ordinance, and had counted his subjects not as redeemed people, but merely as so many heads. Let us always beware of estimating the number of Christians by the number of the population of the countries called Christian. For the only true Christians in the world are those who are redeemed from sin by the blood of the Lamb and have personally accepted the ransom which the Lord has provided, personally brought their redemption money in their hands by taking Christ to be theirs and presenting him by an act of faith to the Great Father. God has upon earth as many people as believe in Jesus Christ, and we dare not count any others to be his, but those who can say, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We must not count heads which know about Christ, but hands which have received the redemption money and are presenting it unto God. Not so much persons who are called Christians by courtesy as souls that are Christly in very fact, because they have accepted the atoning sacrifice and live before God as redeemed from among men. Observe that this redemption, without which no one might rightly be numbered among the children of Israel, lest a plague should break out among them, must be personal and individual. There was not a lump sum to be paid for the nation, or twelve amounts for the twelve tribes, but each man must bring his own half-shekel for himself. So there is no redemption that will be of any use to any of you, unless it is personally accepted and brought before God by faith. You must, each one, be able to say for yourself concerning the Lord Jesus, He loved me and gave himself for me. The doctrine of general redemption which teaches people to say, oh yes, we are all sinners, you know. Christ died for us, for he has died for us all, lays a very poor foundation for comfort. We need not so much a general as a personal redemption, a redemption which actually redeems and redeems us as individuals. The great sacrifice for the sin of humanity must become to us a personal atonement, for only so can we realise its efficacy. You must 
each one bring Christ unto the Father, taking him into your hands by simple faith. No other price must be there, but that price must be brought by every individual, or else there is no acceptable coming to God. It was absolutely essential that each one should bring the half-shekel of redemption money. For redemption is the only way in which you and I can be accepted of God. If birth could have done it, they had the privilege beyond all doubt, for they had Abraham as their father. They were lineally descended from the three great patriarchs, and they might have said, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. No. Salvation is not of blood, nor of birth, nor of the will of the flesh. Salvation is by redemption. And even the true child of Abraham must bring his or her redemption money. So must you, you child of godly parents, find salvation by the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, or be lost forever. Do not believe the falsehood of certain modern divines that you children of godly parents do not need to be converted because you are born so nobly and brought up so tenderly by your parents. You are by nature heirs of wrath, even as others. You must be born again and you must be personally redeemed as well as unbelieving children or else you will perish. Though the blood of ministers, martyrs and apostles should be running in your veins, redemption is the only ground of acceptance before God, and not godly birth or pious education. There were many, no doubt, in the camp of Israel who were men of station and substance, but they must bring the ransom money or die amid their wealth. Others were wise-hearted and skilful in the arts, yet must they be redeemed or die. Rank could not save the princes, nor office spare the elders. Every person of Israel must be redeemed, and no one could pass the muster roll without their half-shekel, whatever they might say or do or be. God was their God, because he had redeemed them out of the house of bondage, and they were his people, because he had put a redemption between his people and the Egyptians. Well did David ask, What one nation on earth is like thy people, even like Israel, whom God went to redeem for a people to himself? Note well that every Israelite man must be alike redeemed and redeemed with the like, nay, with the same redemption. The rich shall not give more, and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel. Every man requires redemption, the one as well as the other. Kings on their thrones must be redeemed, as well as prisoners in their dungeons. The philosopher must be redeemed as well as the peasant, the preacher as much as the profligate, 
and the moralist as certainly as the prostitute or the thief. The redemption money for every person must be the same, for all have sinned and are in like condemnation. And it must be a redemption that meets the divine demand. Because, you see, the Lord not only says that they must each bring half a shekel, no more, no less, but it must be the shekel of the sanctuary, not the shekel of commerce, which might be debased in quality or diminished by wear and tear. But the coin must be according to the standard shekel laid up in the holy place. To make sure of it, Moses defines exactly how much a shekel was worth and what its weight was. A shekel is 20 gerahs. So you must bring to God the redemption which he has appointed, the blood and righteousness of Christ. Nothing more, nothing less. The ransom of Christ is perfection, and from it there must be no varying. The price must satisfy the divine demand, and that to the full. Note that the price appointed did effectually redeem, so far as the type could go. Some rejoice in a redemption which does not redeem. For the general redemption by which all people are supposed to be redeemed leaves multitudes in bondage, and they go to hell despite this kind of redemption. Therefore, do we preach a particular and special redemption of God's own chosen and believing people? These are effectually and really ransomed, and the precious price once paid for them has set them free. Neither shall any plague of vengeance smite them, for the redemption money has procured them eternal deliverance. This type is full of instruction. The more it is studied, the richer will it appear. Every person that is numbered among the children of Israel and permitted to serve God by going out to war or to take upon him the duties of citizenship must, as he is numbered, be redeemed. So must every one of us. If we are truly God's people and God's servants, find our right to be so in the fact of our redemption by Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the joy and glory of each one of us. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Thank you for listening, friends. This podcast was brought to you by Premier in association with Spurgeon's College. For more Christian podcasts, sermons, and music, head back to the website premier.plus and sign in for free.